Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Sean T. And today I am going to help you enhance your ability to trust and believe in your ability to self-assess. I think a lot of times we go through life and we are constantly doing, 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 and the self-reflection that we do have isn't deep enough. So today we're going to go really, really deep into that as well as some other things. So sit back and get ready to trust and believe truly in you. Somebody say it again. No, no, no. What's up? This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Before we begin today's episode, I would like to have a moment of silence for my friend and friend to the show, David Arnold. He passed away last week and actually received a message around 8 o'clock, I believe it was Tuesday night. Just didn't think anything of it. I figured the message that I got, something was going on. But I was not prepared for the person who revealed to me that he had passed away. And so I was deeply saddened. And I'm not sure if you guys remember the episode with David, but it was real. It was authentic. It was raw. It was funny because he was an incredible comedian. And Scott and I had the opportunity to see him live here in Arizona. And it was truly one of the best nights ever. And I think one of the reasons that made it extra emotional is because a lot of people, you know, for a very long time and they pass away and it's, you know, obviously it's very trying and it's um, intense and sad and every emotion that you actually have with grief. I think because this is the first person that passed away where I was building a friendship and it was real and it was raw and it was super open and great conversation, constantly wanting to help each other. It just hit a different part of my heart because I know that we sometimes feel, even with relationships we have, when it comes to death, it always seems unfinished, but there was just something about building a relationship with someone, knowing that it was only going to get deeper that made it that much more taxing. So that was really tough. And I was grieving with that and I just had a time. But to his wife, Julie, and to his girls, I want to say from here, from myself and Scott and our team at Trust and Believe, we are extremely sorry for your loss and we are just putting out incredibly good vibes and we promise to carry David's legacy along in the best way that we know how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So have you guys ever finished a project, finished working out? I mean, have you ever finished doing anything? I mean, having sex. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever finished and then you immediately begin to assess what happened? I think this happens a lot of times when you either finish work or you had a wedding or something big happens in your life. You immediately self-assess it or something was a struggle. You immediately self-assess. Well, I think that because a lot of times we as humans self-assess immediately and we don't give it time and space to actually become embedded or planted within our souls. I know for a fact it's hard for us to self-reflect effectively. I believe a lot of times when we do our immediate self-reflection, we happen to be judging ourselves. So if I didn't have a good workout, I immediately say, I didn't have a good workout and here's why I didn't, here's why I didn't. When in reality, you should be celebrating the fact that you finished the workout and you should be celebrating the things that you did great. And then you can say, here's what I could have done better. And I think a lot of times when it comes to self-reflection, we focus on how we need to grow rather than what it is that we know right now. And more importantly, if you've done a project, 80% of it, 90% of it was great. Like, how can we use what's already great and what we did already really great to help us move forward and use that as a fuel to move forward? And the reason why I say that is because, I mean, it comes down to mirror moments, what I talk much about in my book and in person, if you've ever met me, we go to the mirror, we see what's wrong instead of going to the mirror and be like, yo, I'm fine. Like, meaning like, no, I'm fine, but like, I'm damn fine. Like, I look good as fuck, right? We don't celebrate right away. We self-reflect in a way that is oftentimes detrimental to the next task that we want to do, either pertaining to what we just did our workout, like if we were to work out again tomorrow, or it could affect the rest of your day. That particular day, you can go from the gym to work or gym on a date with your spouse. And had you say, I went to the gym, oh my gosh, like I destroyed 80% of that workout. I feel really good. And here's what I need to do better. And your mind shift is like, yo, like this is what I did good. And this is what I feel like I can grow on. A lot of times we're like, I didn't have a good workout because of that 20%. And then you're down and out on yourself and you're reflecting on the bad and not what's actually good. And the bad can be good too. But anyway, the reason why I want to talk about that is because of what I'm going through in my life personally. And I know for a fact that there are a lot of you out there that are going through that I'm going through. And there may be some of you out there who are not, but I hope you can follow along. But when it comes to fitness, I try not to talk about fitness too much on this podcast because I'm known for fitness, but obviously my expertise is in fitness. And specifically, my expertise is in fitness combined 
with the mental strength it takes for you not only to succeed at that moment, but the mental strength it takes for you to wake up the next day and keep on going, even when you've self-reflected in a way that does a detriment to your immediate future. And so for years, when I would do test groups for my programs, I felt like I was constantly not lifting people up just to get them to work out, but lifting people up to help them realize, see, feel, hug, hold the success that they had just accomplished in one of the particular classes. I mean, I'll tell you, for instance, here's an interesting story. When I was doing the hip hop abs, maybe it was the rock and body test group, (laughs) which is my second program, but it was one of those two programs. And I remember there was a gentleman in the class who lost 30 pounds in 30 days and everyone was praising him and congratulating him. And it was amazing. Obviously it was great. I mean, 30 pounds, 30 days. And it was this super and like super, super excited. But then there were some people who lost eight pounds and because they had seeing this person lose 30 pounds, they immediately started comparing their eight pounds to that person's 30 pounds and different genders, different starting points, different muscle mass. It was all these things that were different that were allowing this person to lose that kind of weight. Maybe he was more committed to his diet a little bit than the people who were like, oh my gosh, I'm down and out myself because I only lost eight pounds. And so I used to have to always say, but you lost eight pounds in a month, which is amazing. And not only did you lose eight pounds, but let's put on some clothes so you can see that those clothes are dripping. They're not tight in spots that they used to be tight in, but you're so focused on the number and you're so focused on comparing yourself to somebody else. You literally create a negative situation that could have been an extremely positive situation. And I remember going through that over and over and over again in test groups. And I always used to say to myself, how can I approach the people I was working with and say, I feel like we're doing this the wrong way. But instead of asking that question, for a lot of you who know and have been to my live events, that's why all of my workouts, whether I'm at a Transformation Center event and there's 10 people or I'm in a live show with 5,000 people or 20,000 people. Each time I finish with a message of motivation because I want your self-reflection to be the most positive part of that experience. And me as a person who is teaching, leading a group, looking out, and I'm literally able to see what this group as a whole is doing really well, I'm feeling and formulating the message that I know you need so that you can leave here thinking about something great rather than, oh my gosh, I didn't do that great. There's probably less than 0.05% of people that leave my workout, even if it was the hardest workout that they've ever done, that doesn't feel accomplished because I don't allow them to self-reflect in a negative way. I take not control in a negative way, But I guide their emotions and their self-reflection when they're laying on the floor like, oh my gosh, that was so hard. I'm like, that was hard and I know you're going through this, but you just completed this and here's how to move forward. And this is what you can take away, a positive thing that you can take away from this incredible experience. And all of that started 
when I would be in test groups and people would finish the workout, they loved the workout, but they would be complaining that either it was too hard or they did, they got on the scale this morning and they're sad and they carry all this negative energy through the workout, which releases cortisol, which really doesn't give them the energy that they need, which affects the results, blah, blah, blah. It's like a domino effect. But for me, I would immediately have a conversation. If I knew somebody was struggling, I would purposely tell them what is actually amazing about what they're doing. It could be form. It could be they got lower in a push-up, whatever it is, to curb their negative self-talk appetite so that they could say, holy shit, like these are all the things that I did really, really good. And yeah, I think it's really healthy to realize you have improvements to make. For instance, when Scott and I first got together, my self-reflection was horrible. My self-reflection had everything to do with deflection of my negative mental space that I didn't create for myself, something that happened to me as a kid, right? So instead of when I realized I'm sitting in this negative space, I'm sitting in this negative space, I went to therapy and boom, you know, there was an incredible moment, which I talk about in my book. But for me, it's, you know, we have to find a way or you have to find a way, myself included, we have to find a way to constantly make it a point and part of your daily routine when you finish a workout, when you finish a project, when you finish a conversation, when you finish having sex, when you finish anything, you have to make a point to be to say this was really great about the situation because something was great. There was something that was great so that you don't go down the slide of negativity. The sliding board of negativity does not put you back in the playground. It puts you in quicksand and you are literally quickly sinking under because of your first thought. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So I do want to challenge you today to do a little activity with me, which I think will be really fun. I want you to, you can close your eyes if you're not driving. And I want you to think about the last thing you did where you reflected most. And so I'll say for me, it was today's workout that I had with my trainer. It was a nightmare. Now I use the F-bomb nightmare in a way that it was so hard (laughs) that I loved it so much, right? I'll tell you what my self-reflection was, but what was it for you? Again, is it work? Is it a conversation you have with your spouse? It can literally be anything you want it to be. So I want you to think about it. As you think about what that is, the next thing I want you to do is think about the thing that you thought first when you finished that thing. So for me today, 
And because I'm in a place of positive self-reflection, I was like, wow, that was really fun. That was extremely hard. And I was able to do way more than I thought I would be able to do. I felt confident. I felt like I was really focused and paying attention. I felt like I beat the negative self-talk during the process. So these are things that I thought immediately when I was finished. Now, some of you out there, if you are thinking about that thing, that experience that you had, are you thinking like, oh, was the first thing you thought of like, oh, this was like really bad or this was really horrible. I didn't do well. And I'm not trying to tell you to ignore the things that weren't bad. I'm saying let's first try to self-reflect on the things that were great. Now, for me, the second thing I'll do is what could I have done better so I was, I was thinking in my leg presses, I probably could have went a little bit deeper in my range of motion. I was thinking that there was one time where I feel like I could have gotten one more leg extension and mentally, internally, what nobody saw is even though my knees feel much better, I still resort to sometimes saying like, mm, I might not be able to do this exercise because of my knee. As I'm doing it. And I want to release that from my brain. I know why I couldn't get deeper in the leg press because I didn't pull my t- my stomach in tight enough. The leg extension, I just felt the pain and I'm like, I can't get anymore when I really felt like I can dig a little deeper. This is could be very elementary to what it is that you feel like you are going through or what things, something that you could have done better or how you're reflecting on your personal story or self-reflection, but I just think that it's really important that you practice and train your brain on how to really think about things in a positive light first and then take those quote-unquote negative things and figure out like, okay, boom, how can I do this better than I did before? All right, so the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to self-reflection, so We talked about what it was. We talked about how to actually exercise and using it every day, being able to do and think about good things before you think about the things that you weren't successful at and how you can use the things that you may not have been that great at. You can use them to grow. The last thing I want to talk about, which is really near and dear to my heart, is let's self-reflect on who you are. If I walked up to you and I said, who are you? Pretty much most people would say, my name is Sean or whatever your name is. You would say your name. And then I'd be like, okay, cool. But who are you? Like, if you didn't have a name, how would you describe yourself? And that question immediately makes you self-reflect. Because now your mind goes bonkers. You're like, okay, you know, I'm a fitness instructor, I'm a dancer, I'm a dad, I'm a husband. You start to say all the things that literally describe you, in some ways adjectives, to describe who you are. And that's why I want you in this kind of exercise to self-reflect and and release your name because your name is something that your parents gave to you, which is really great. We appreciate being named and I appreciate naming my kids. But what if you didn't walk around with a name? How would you have, if you had to put on a shirt and on the back of a shirt, it had everything about you or the things that you wanted people to know, 
how are you going to describe yourself? And by way of self-reflection. Now, we all know that there's Tinder and Bumble and Grinder and, you know, that's one of the gay apps. But there's all these apps out there where you have to, you know, make a profile and you have to tell everybody about you. And most of the time, it's obviously the highlights and the things you like and people get to know you. But how are you really going to describe who you are? So for me, instead of just being like, I'm a dancer, I'm a dad, I'm this, my self-reflection is going to be, I'm a very, very passionate person that loves to laugh. I'm super intense. I dig deep in almost everything that I do. I have fears that I've reflected upon and still hope that I can get through them. I went through a lot in my life as a child, and I worked really hard through therapy to have really great transformations and transitions in my mind. I go to therapy every week. And most importantly, the things that I love to do by way of work is I love inspiring people. I love helping people be who they truly are. I love taking people on a journey. I take people on a journey through fitness because I feel like that's the easiest path for me to reach their mind. Some people look at my the fact that I'm emotional as a negative thing because I get super emotional very quickly. I'm saying like if I were to take away my name, I'm literally describing the person that I am without saying too much of my history and that I've danced with Mariah Carey and I've done I'm like, "Yo, like this is who I am." So, I would like you to self-reflect. Like who are you without your name? Right? Because who you are without your name not only is going to help you love and appreciate yourself and might you might actually find out things you want to I don't want to necessarily say change but you might want to enhance and make different transformations and transitions but most importantly it's going to help you know one who you are two who you want to surround yourself with because it, then it allows you if you're honest in this exercise by describing yourself without your name if you're honest in this exercise, now there are things and people that you used to be around and you're like, I actually don't think that that serves me and that is okay. Or you might say, I need more of this in my life. I need more expression. I need to release my emotions more. I may need to be a little bit more quiet and tame. And then the final step to this whole process is while it really doesn't matter, if you made a list of all the things that you are and who you are and what you are without your name and you handed it to the closest person to you, your spouse, I say your spouse or your best friend because they're usually the people you have less walls up with. But if you were to hand them this sheet of paper that you were going to print on your on a shirt on your back so people knew who you were out in the streets, what could they add to it? You know, and then those kind of things, it adds your your ability to self-reflect. And then it's a way of saying to someone close to you, hey, like, this is what I think about myself. What do you think? Sometimes they add things that are great. Sometimes they add things that they think are good. And you're like, oh, like, I actually thought that was a negative thing about myself. Because for the longest time, when Scott and I would be together, I would always be like, okay, I need to be a little bit quieter and a little less wild and he used to be like, why would you do that? Like, that's because he's 
much quieter than me, even though he's low key shady and, and loud and funny, but he's not generally do it throughout the day where I'm always like that. It doesn't matter where I'm at for the most part. When I used to do that and let's say I'm like, I'm, a, I'm just going to be a little bit you know, more quiet. He'd be like, why would you silence yourself? And then I realized that it doesn't work anyway. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So my last question to you is, if you use that method of self-reflection and you bring somebody else in, really my last question is, after you do this, do you truly think you're being your most authentic self? And then, you know, whether you wrote it down or maybe it's in your head, you know, I want you to start to connect some dots. Like, we all know who we are and we all have things about ourselves, but what are those things that you love? And the next thing is what of those things that you love could enhance your life, could enhance your relationships, can enhance your business. Because there are some things that I know most of what I listed, they are the things that make me successful and make me, me. And the other thing that I think we have to understand, and I say this a lot, Who you are and what you put on your back without telling people your name, there are people who are going to read that and move on and want to have nothing to do with it. And then you're going to read somebody else's back and that same person that walked away from you and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like you'd rather hang out with that person instead of me? Absolutely. Yes. Because it's what they want. And it's who they want to be around. But the people who want to be around you If your self-reflection is the most authentic you and you've also done some external self-reflection where you ask a spouse or a best friend like, hey, can you describe me? How to? what do you think about this? Now, you can be really happy with being 100 percent authentic to who you are. You're not going to have to change a thing. And I've read something. I can't remember exactly what it said. Or maybe it was a show. But it was really profound at this moment when someone said, you're literally going to have an end of your life. So while you're here, the sooner you are able to self-reflect, know who you are, eliminating your name for now, bring it back in when it's time, 
doing what you love to do, surrounding yourself with people who want to be around you and you want to be around and and growing and learning from that by being you. Oh, I can't even tell you the freedom, the freedom that I feel in being my most authentic self is crazy. It's so crazy. And I think one of the reasons why it's so crazy is because I am hitting a place, and I hope you can do this too. Maybe it's not possible for everybody. However, to be able to be in a space in my life right now, and I'm so blessed, to have almost no fear of being who I am is incredibly freeing. And I owe a lot of that, and the reason why I did this episode is I owe a lot of that to me being able to reflect often on myself and starting out with things that are going really well and being honest with things that I have to do a little bit or a lot better. There's so much more to say about this subject and hopefully you feel like you have a process to better your day, better your experiences by way of self-reflection and bettering yourself. I think it would be really great for you. And speaking of that, I wanted to let you all know that because of the pandemic, you know, live events have just been kind of like in and out. And I've seen people do live events and it's great. Um, We've done some online events, which are also really great. But one of my assignments in therapy is to figure out what I want events to look like and what I want to do and how I want to connect with people and how I can show up to an event in such a great way and in an amazing headspace, not feeling overwhelmed where I could give to the people enough to the people and the people can give to themselves and have a good time. And, you know, just to try to create an experience that's You know, when you talk about therapy, and I hope you understand this, it is a very positively selfish way of going about your life. And so for me, when I went to therapy and I'm like, I have to figure out how I want live events to be. I want to figure out what I want my life to look like in three to five years. One of the things that I was doing and I I was constantly thinking of you guys, I was thinking like my fans, like what do they want? And my therapist in a very nice way of saying it, he's like, but if you're not doing what you want, you're never going to be able to authentically give them what they want. Some people may not want what you really want to offer and how you want to offer it, but the people that do are going to get the maximum because it's what you want to do. And it was just this incredible eye-opening experience. And he used some other big (laughs) mental health words that made me feel giddy inside because I love science about the mind. But with that said, I am currently on a path to offer three different type of retreats. And I know we've had our Transformation Center retreats and they're not those. They can be just as impactful, but there are three different type of retreats that I personally am going to do. um, And I'm starting it now. One is a dig deeper retreat, which is simply you come for... Four days, we meet somewhere incredible. The first big destination is going to be Mykonos next summer, so mark your calendars. Go to the link in the show notes, and it'll uh, take you to um, a homepage, and you can click whichever event 
you would be interested in attending, whichever retreat. So I'm going to give you the other two. So one is a dig deeper retreat, which is really just about you coming, finishing seven workouts over the course of four days, but there's enough time for self-care. It's no like crazy mental reflection stuff, which I used to do at my transformation center. But obviously, if you know me, there will be moments of deep reflection just in a different way. I just want to allow people to work out like what I talked about, to be able to leave there in positive self-reflection, go have an incredible day. And then at night we fellowship and we hang out. And I believe that some of those hangouts is where you get even deeper without the pressure of like writing in a journal, if you will. So that's one of the weekends. Another one is for my guys. It's an all men's retreat turning 44 and experiencing different health, not issues, but experiencing different health experiences, if you will, uh, becoming a man. I realized there's a lot to talk about. And one time I met this gentleman in an elevator and he literally just asked me, he had no idea I was Sean T, but he's like, you know, what do you do? How do you work out? Like how, first thing he said is how old are you? And I was like 44 and I think he was like 41. And he's like, God, like I'm 41 and I look 48. I look 50. And there's nothing wrong with those ages because I met a woman today that was 53. I said, Mommy, you look good. But you know what I'm saying. People, they want to stay younger. They want to look younger. And he was just very, he couldn't believe that what I look like and my, like how strong I looked and everything. And we got out the elevator and we literally started talking about male hormones. We started talking about the struggle of hitting our 40s and, just like this amazing conversation. And then I get a lot of messages in my direct messages on different social platforms. And I'm like, you know, I need to create a safe space for men to come and, you know, have lots of conversation. It could be about business, but, you know, obviously there'll be a workout involved, but it's just connecting and fellowshipping with other men in a way that's not overbearing, but just like super chill. So that's the second retreat. And then the third retreat is devil emoji is wine night. We want to do a wine night retreat. So the men's retreat would also be a four day retreat, maybe more depending on what people vote because you're not going to put a poll up. But the last retreat is a wine night retreat, which will be a, a Friday and Saturday night. People leave on Sunday. People arrive on Friday, leave on Sunday. It's a smaller event in terms of time. We do two wine nights. It's just super fun. It's a place for people to fellowship and be loud. And, you know, on wine night, we talk a lot about relationships. We talk about a lot about struggling relationships. We all we talk a lot about intimacy, how to spice that up. And, you know, Scott and I have a course called Relationship Thrivation. So, yeah, so there are the three different kind of retreats that, you know, I talk about I want to try in therapy and I'm trying them. So I know I'm going to enjoy them. But, you know, this is a way for me to continue to build my career on a foundation of things that I love so I can provide the best possible experience for you out there because it has to be a great passion and feeling for me. So I'm hoping that you guys can click the link and, you know, just let me know or click on which one you think you'd be interested in coming to and it will be fun. Anyway, thank you for joining this episode of Trust and Believe. Please leave a review. Make sure it's five stars and I'll bake you a cake. Anyway, I want to shout out my producer, Alex 
Colorio Armado and Lark Media, who does a lot of the editing for the podcast. And yeah, and I cannot wait to see you guys next week. And thank you for listening. And always trust and believe in who you are.